Yo, what's good, everybody? You're now tuned in to Crockpot Conversations with Anthony D. Sparks. This is a place where you know I talk about issues that are practical, hopefully in a way that's powerful, to try to give you something that's portable. Man, thank y'all so much for listening, and please make sure you subscribe and share the podcast, and if possible, please rate and review it, because you know by now that without your five stars, I ain't getting very far. Now, real quick side note, if you'd like to contribute to support this podcast, just click on the support this podcast link in the episode details. Um, All sponsors get exclusive bonus content once per month. And of course, you get a show shout out. Now, that being said, look, no contribution amount is, of course, too big. But more importantly, no amount is too small. So whatever it is um, you can give, you want to give, you're thinking about giving. I just appreciate the consideration. All right. Um, and please feel free to do whatever's in your heart to do. Uh, but either way, that's that. All right. Let's get on down to business. This is episode 10, y'all. And today I want to dig in and just go straight to your heart. Now, look, I know every one of you listening have made some mistakes that just completely wreck you. Right. I mean, stuff that you probably are just sickened at the fact that you actually did. I'm talking about stuff that if people knew now what you used to do back then, man, they would probably cut you off so fast your head would spin. I know when it comes to mistakes like that, regardless of what you do, you can never quite get over it. No matter where you go, you can't get far enough away from it. And despite the fact that it was just a bad moment or bad moments, it still dominates your memory. I want to use this episode today to hopefully free you from this perpetual state of rehashing, regurgitating, and even maybe remaking those mistakes and help you understand today, once and for all, that you are not what you've done. In other words, your mistake is not your name. Your mistake is not who you are, and your mistakes are not what you're going to be known by. Now, before I jump into it, let me get in a quick word from Anchor, and I'll be back on the other side of the break. And I look forward to talking to y'all about this a little bit further. All right. So sit tight. I'll be right back. All right, y'all. Welcome back to Crockpot Conversations, episode 10. And again, I'm using this episode to pretty much tell you point blank, period, that you are not your mistakes. So let me lead the conversation with me. Y'all, look, I'm as flawed as they come. I can admit that. Now, look, I ain't about to put every issue or every one of my mistakes out here for public consumption because, like I said the other day on on Facebook, um, you got to be careful being transparent with everybody because uh, when you share your story, some people want to P-R-A-Y pray for you while others want to P-R-E-Y pray on you. So you got to be careful with that. So with that being said, let me just say this. Know that if you have made some mistakes that you're less than proud of, you ain't alone. Not by a long shot. All right. I have made some mistakes that I'm just straight up ashamed of. And no lie, every now and then I still struggle with those mistakes because I still let those things haunt me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm constantly, you know, like I'm looking over my shoulder, you know, figuratively wondering Man, when is the next shoe going to drop? When is it? When is this going to happen? Uh, or, or I wonder sometimes, man, is God's goodness going to run out on me? Or um, will the mistake that I made back then, will it rear its head and stop me from 
moving forward in my life. All those kinds of thoughts haunt me from time to time. And so, look, as I've said before, we can be our own worst enemy because, number one, we can never escape our own thoughts. But then number two, those thoughts can be like ammunition. And so I think it's safe to say that probably at least on a weekly basis, we commit some version of psychological suicide because right when we're on the verge of doing something better, we shoot ourselves by being reminded of our worst. For example, you might be somebody who you were finally close and ready to take that that, that step and ask that person out. You know, you've been single for a little while and kind of working on you and it's like, all right, I can I can jump back out there into, into the serious dating pool again. But as soon as you got ready to take that step, you reminded yourself about how your last relationship ended in flames because you did something foul. And because of that, you decided against asking this new person out because you were reminded of your past failures. Or maybe you were somebody who was finally so close to, to filling out that paperwork and finally starting the new business venture. I mean, you've been planning and creating and brainstorming and now you're ready. But then all of a sudden you thought about how you messed up another opportunity that you had before. And so you decided this time, you know what? Nah, I'm not going to let history repeat itself. And so you said, I can't mess anything up if I don't do anything. And so you just said no and just shut down. Maybe you're somebody who, for whatever reason, you stopped praying or you felt like you were too ugh for God to love. But at some point, you got to the place where you were like, okay, maybe I can start praying again. Or maybe you were, you, you drove to church and you were almost about to walk through those doors. Or maybe you were sitting in church and you finally were like, you know what, I'm going I'm to go ahead and give my life to Christ. But then you thought about all the junk in your past. And you said, you know, when I get it together, then I'll feel better about making that move. Even though Jesus is the, is, is the one that's supposed to make you better when you come to him, not you making yourself better to come to him. But even though that's the case, you thought about all that junk and you decided not right now. Look, man, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. The things we've done can put us in a place of mental, emotional, spiritual, and social paralysis. Makes us feel like we're some of the worst people God has ever made, right? Even if only that's a temporary feeling, we still feel it sometimes. We almost feel as if the things that we've done make us unfit or less than or not good enough as other people might be. But can I tell you something? All of us got skeletons in our closet. All of us got stuff we're taking to our graves. All of us got struggles that are embarrassing. And all of us got some nasty thoughts we deal with and some nasty actions we're sorry for. You are not alone. But here's what I want you to understand even more so. And so let me hit you with this spiritual perspective real quick. So if you believe in God, you really should take hold of this. Regardless of what you've done, you are never so bad that God will love you any less. And you are never so um, far to the left that you're never too far left to come back right. That, 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 that doesn't exist. Right? God loves you beyond what you can even comprehend. Whether you are the greatest, quote unquote, or the worst, you are never 
too far gone to not experience his love for you. See, when you're his child, you understand that he knows the whole you. The you that we see, the you that you see, and the you that he sees. He knows all of them. And so get this, when you're his and you've confessed those mistakes and you've asked for forgiveness, guess what he does? Not only does he forgive you, but he also forgets what you did. Literally, he wipes your slate clean. And if you don't believe me, in Isaiah 43 and 25, one of the most empowering scriptures I know, God says, I am the one who erases your sins. And for my own sake, I will not remember them. Y'all, what that means is when you have those thoughts of, is God punishing me for something I did six days, six months, or six years ago? The answer is a resounding no. Because how can he punish you for something he's chosen to forget? Man, if that ain't empowering, I don't know what is. God doesn't hold your junk over your head because he says, once I forgive you of your junk, I got to get rid of your junk. So how on earth can he hold something over you that no longer exists? And so, look, I know you're probably like, yeah, I get that. But I did this. There is no way that God can forgive me for doing this. And my answer to you is you're wrong. <laughs> See, a lot of times we make the mistake and we think that it's God who hasn't forgiven us. But really, it's that we haven't forgiven ourselves. We haven't accepted the fact that his forgiveness is so powerful, yet so simple. And because of that, we think we got to jump through all kinds of hoops and perform all kinds of rituals. When at the end of the day, it ain't him that needs to free us because he already has. It's that we need to finally walk in that freedom. We carry these mistakes with us so long that they become like tumors in our lives. Like, like they grow because we feed them by continuing to give them what they need to grow. We give them our fear our worry, uh, our self-consciousness, and we give them our fronting. So, so let me explain what I mean by that. See, by fear, what I mean is we allow the tumor to grow every time we imprison ourselves in our mistake. In other words, we punish ourselves, you know, when we don't do certain things we enjoy or um, certain things we've been blessed with because we're scared that if we get back fully on our feet and fully living our lives after our mistakes, something bad is going to happen because we didn't fully receive the punishment we think we deserve. Yeah, we, we, we feed them. We feed the tumors our worry when we um, walk around on eggshells, because even though, you know, who we were when we did what we did is no longer who we are. We're worried. Somebody might see the new us who remembers the old us. And hit us with the side eye and potentially expose us, even though we're not that person anymore. But we're worried that that's going to happen. And then we feed the tumor our self-consciousness every time we hold ourselves back and don't embrace the goodness God has given us. Or we don't fully operate in the gifts he's given us. Why? Because we don't think we're good enough or qualified enough or talented or attractive enough. And so what we do is we dim ourselves and we dumb down ourselves to a level 
that we think makes sense based on how much we've messed up. And then some of us, we front and we feed the tumor out fronting by acting in public as if we're perfect in private. In other words, when we get around people, we put on this face to make it seem like we got it all together, thus alienating those people who are struggling. And so let me say this, man, look, if, if you want to be um, impactful, then be real. All right, look, I, I respect someone who is a recovering something more than I ever will respect someone who acts as if they have nothing to recover from. All of us are an X something. And anybody who claims they're not is somebody who is absolutely dangerous. Y'all, we live in a time where to admit that you've got issues is like admitting you've got a contagious disease. But see, I can't be a part of that conspiracy anymore. See, the people I talk to and I coach and I meet with day in, day out are folks who are struggling. And they don't need this prim, pristine, proper example of perfection. They need somebody who can say, man, look, I've experienced some junk. A lot of it was junk I got myself into, but you can bounce back and you can bounce back better. That's who I am. And that's who I'm proud to be. Somebody who knows that if it wasn't for the grace and mercy of God, I would be nothing. Somebody who knows what it is to mess up, but not allow my mess ups to mean that I'm a mess up. And somebody who knows that my name is my name not what I've done. Shout out to my folks who know the wire. Yeah. Listen, I, I want you to acknowledge your mistakes, but don't you ever again answer to your mistakes. See, that thing has beat you up and held you hostage and distorted your identity long enough. It's time for you to get your name back. Stop thinking you're not good enough because the truth is you ain't. <laughs> but here's the thing. We're not called to operate in our own goodness, but in God's goodness. I'm embarrassed at some of the stuff I've done, but I'm so thankful he's never been embarrassed of me. Y'all, history is full of good people who have done some bad things. And I ain't talking about, you know, the politicians or athletes or celebrities. I ain't talking about them folks. I'm talking about Bible folks. Folks who, you know, we're supposed to look up to and use as models for right living. You know, folks who we've read and heard about for years. Good folks who did some jacked up stuff. If you don't believe me, let me give you a quick rundown. Moses, the same Moses who, you know, talked to God in the form of a burning bush and the same one who received the Ten Commandments and the one who led the Israelites away from Pharaoh. Moses murdered a man. Noah who saved civilization by building that boat was guilty of getting sloppy drunk. Abraham, who the father of many nations, who God promised that his descendants would be as numerous as the sand on the shore. This same Abraham went and slept with his wife's assistant because he doubted that God was going to do what he said he would do. Jacob, was a liar. I mean, a straight up deceiver. <laughs> Gideon, who was a leader, was also at some points a punk. <laughs> Rahab was a prostitute. Jonah ran from God. David, who God said is a man after his own heart, 
David had an affair, got the woman pregnant, then arranged to have the woman's husband killed. (laughs) Good Lord. Elijah, who was one of the biggest prophets ever, so he knew God well. He suffered from depression and self, um, I guess, defeat and contemplated suicide. The woman Jesus met at the well had been divorced numerous times, not just one, numerous times. The disciples fell asleep while they were supposed to be praying and watching Jesus's back. Peter, who walked with Jesus, who defended Jesus to the extent of cutting the man's ear off when they when he tried to arrest Jesus. The same Peter who did that denied Jesus almost to his face. And then Paul, who is considered the father of the New Testament, used to kill Christians before he became one. (laughs) Y'all, I don't know about you, but that's some jacked up stuff. And these are folks who, again, we read about and we learn about and we learn from and we quote them. But here's the thing. None of them are known for their worst mistake. And more importantly, the reason why they're not is because they didn't allow themselves to become their worst mistake. On the flip side, if you need an example of it, just look at Judas. Judas didn't have to allow his story to end on the chapter called Traitor. But that's how he saw himself. And instead of allowing himself to be transformed, he allowed himself to be conformed. And as a result, he is forever remembered. By what he did. He is forever remembered by his mistake because he allowed himself to believe that. So look, from this day forward, I need you to keep your mistakes in perspective. Yeah, I get it. You're ashamed of it. You should be. I got yeah, I understand that. All right, but it's done. Yeah, it's embarrassing, but it's done. And yeah, the old you might make people dislike the new you. But there is literally nothing you can do about that. That's their issue that they got to get over. You can't do anything except simply do better. And I'm going to say this. Honestly speaking, y'all, the ones that have the audacity to judge you based on what you did before, they got some stuff that they could be judged for just as harshly. All right. So, look, remember this, man. Your, Your past is a place of reference, not residence. So if you just got to look back and use those mistakes for anything, then use them to help you to never be that person again. All right. Because you are better than that. You just need to finally accept that truth, move forward and stop letting yesterday mess with tomorrow. Regardless of what others might think or say, I'm telling you today that you are not your mistakes. That's the episode, y'all. If you've got anything from it, please take a sec to subscribe, share, rate, and review. Also, feel free to hit me up on any of my social media, Anthony D. Sparks. And if you want to work with me on this or any other subject, you can reach out to me a few ways. You can hit up my website at www.anthonydsparks.com. You can email me at contact at anthonydsparks.com. Or you can even shoot me a text at 415-935-0219. As always, thank y'all so much for rocking with me. 
Uh, I'm looking forward to next time and I hope y'all are too. I'm going to talk to you soon. I'm out.